Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha-Garmo here. Imagine what it would be like to no longer see well enough to drive a car or to hear what your loved ones are saying from across the room. How would you feel if you lost the ability to taste your favorite meal or smell a summer barbecue? According to local aging experts, these experiences are the daily reality for 83% of older adults living with sensory loss in the United States. While those sensory losses have always faced an increase risk of feeling isolated, the pandemic has further reduced their ability to fully connect with the world around them. We are talking about combating increased impacts of isolation among adults with sensory loss. And joining us today is Bert Koppel, owner of Home Instead in Birmingham and Clawson. Bert, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be here. You know, this is something we may not think about. We've heard a lot of things with the pandemic, with the increase of, you know, depression, anxiety and suicide. Mm. And we've talked a lot about teens, but sometimes we're forgetting this generation, our our seniors, our elderly population and sensory loss. That's not something I would think about every day, but it's a big reality. It's a it's a, a sad reality. Yeah, what's really scary about what we've been through with the pandemic is that if you think about it, those who are up there in age or senior are uh, senior community members, they already tend to self isolate a little bit more than everybody else because of some of the aging issues that they're going through. So when you throw a pandemic into that as well, plus just the fear of catching COVID, it's become uh, quite a crisis in the United States and worldwide, but it's definitely something that we're focused on at home instead. So what are you doing at home instead? What have you been seeing and how are you helping your residents deal with this? Sure. Well, well, home instead, uh, we are a network of franchises throughout North America and really throughout the world. And we help uh, seniors age in place and live at home as long as possible to maintain their independence. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is in, in our franchise market, which is really the southeastern Oakland County footprint, is we help seniors uh, live their best life, right? Instead of counting the days on the calendar, we help them make the days count. And so that could be mm -hmm. anything from helping them to go out to do grocery shopping, to buy healthy food, to keep it in the home, to making sure they're taking their medications, to running errands, to uh, really just the everyday things that they mean that they need to take care of. It might include stuff like getting dressed and personal care, oral care, all that good stuff. But we become the lifeline between the adult children and their parents, because let's face it, the last time I called my grandmother and I said, hey, grandma, how are things going? Her response always is, oh, things are great. And then she'll talk about the weather, right? When yeah. the truth is, there's always something going on. Like grandma has glaucoma. And she can't see like like she once did. And she had cataracts two years ago that had to be removed. Or grandma's got neuropathy in her fingers. And so she's not doing really well when it comes to those, those fine-tuned dexterity type things that she needs to work with. So you don't get to find those things out unless you spend time with them and really dig into the conversations. And that's where having the extra set of eyes and ears of a home and said caregiver in the home can really make a difference. So- can you like the pe the people you work with at home instead people listening who would need your services i know you just went through it but if people are struggling with their uh, elderly parents are they basically in healthy good condition and they just need somebody to check on them throughout the day i mean kind of give me a scenario of who would call you for your for help oh my goodness i mean it it 
it spans across the spectrum. I mean, we could have someone who's getting out of the hospital recovering from, you know, surgery where they can't, they, uh, they just mm. need help because they can't lift their arm above their head anymore. They can't do the things that they were doing. Um, or maybe someone who isn't really good at driving anymore. They're not allowed to drive and now they need someone to take them to doctor's appointments. Or uh, if you notice that your, your, your loved one has been eating all of those microwavable meals, at yeah. the, the freezer <laughs> meals that are, they're, they're delicious, but they're so high and so and so for someone who has heart condition or whatever the case is, that would be an appropriate time. You know, my grandmother, uh, perfect example, uh, she was not able to do her basement stairs anymore, just could not carry stuff up and down the stairs. She was a fall risk. And so where, of course, is her washer and dryer? It's in the basement. Where wow. is her pantry where all her food is kept at? It's in the basement. And so we noticed right away that, you know, grandma did her best to hide it, right? She she was sure. uh, she was wearing dirty clothing, right? She, she wasn't cooking food or all of a sudden her food bill went way up because now she's ordering food in where she used to cook all the time. Those were some of the telltale signs for us that she needed help. And as we just said, a lot of seniors don't ask for help. Normally, it's not the senior that calls us. It's the adult child or the grandchildren who call and say, hey, we need to get some help in the home. What can you do for us? But what a great example using uh, that your grandmother went through. So what are the things that we should be paying attention to? Because I would have not have thought of those little things that, you know, we kind of take her for granted if we're not paying attention to it. Right. No, without a doubt. And, you know, Home Instead right now, we're doing this new program um, called Aging Senses, and we're trying to draw awareness to some of the sensory issues that seniors have. And um, it's really important to recognize these things because, again, someone in their in their 60s, 50s, 40s, younger, we take these things for granted, right? We just think this is how life is. We're fine. But the truth is that 83% of adults over the age of 65 have some sort of of sensory loss. And so yeah. that immediately begins to cause issues for aging in place and doing it well and doing it safely. And that's where we can help. Let me ask you this. Um, do you, so you, you mentioned so many examples of why a family would call you and usually it's the adult children for their parents and not the right. senior themselves. Um, so do you customize the approach for per client and what their specific needs are? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Every single uh, client that we provide care for is unique and different, right? So for example, it could be it could be as specified as, hey, you know, uh, mom gets up at 10 o'clock each day. So we show up maybe an hour early. And if she has pets, we'll take care of the pets before she gets up or we start to get, you know, the cleaning from the night before done. Or mm. we have clients that are, are different faith faith groups or backgrounds. So if you have a client, for example, who's Jewish and they keep a kosher home, we have to understand how to do that and make sure meals are prepared the right way. So really, it, it, it comes down to the specificity of what that client needs and then how we can tailor that care. And then it's introducing the caregiver, right? To, to bring in that home instead caregiver, to give them the opportunity to begin begin uh, begin uh, uh, building a relationship and getting to know that client one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, that's where the magic happens because when you get a good caregiver matched up with the right client, mm -hmm. it totally changes the, the dynamic uh, and can really improve the quality of life for that senior. How often are you in a situation uh, where people will call you and they don't even know to the extent of the care that their parent needs? Like they think they know and oh, then yeah. you get in there and you're like, oh, no, this is like because you guys are trained to see these red flags right. Right. and the average person, unless you're, you know, you've been through it before, you wouldn't know to look for these red flags. 
Yeah, th- that happens all the time, right? We'll get a phone call from a from a, a daughter who says, I'd like you to come in just for a couple hours a week to help mom out with some meal preparation. She's not eating well. And then we go into the home to do a free in-home assessment to see what's going on inside the home. And, you know, some of the signs we look for right away is we walk in and we'll see that uh, this senior has their paperwork all over the house, right? For Mm. example, it's on the kitchen table, it's on the stove, uh, it it carries over onto the kitchen counters, and they do that for a couple of reasons. Uh, Number one, people that tend to have vision issues, they need to keep things out where they can find it easily uh, with the best lighting. So for example, if the best lighting's in the kitchen, you're gonna see a lot of paperwork that's gonna be out there and they don't wanna lose it. So if there's early stages of dementia or cognitive decline paired with vision issues, that's where you start to see the cluttering because they put stuff in certain places so they can always find it. And then what do we do? As the adult children, we wanna go in and just clean everything up, right? We wanna put everything away. That's like one of the worst things you can do to a senior that's having vision issues and memory issues because now they can't remember where anything's at and they can't see anything that's in the wrong room. So what wow. we what we envision as being the easy fixes for seniors because it's what we would do with our able-bodied mindsets yeah. is not always necessarily what's going to be best or perfect for your senior loved one. So we see that all the time where uh, the family is just a little bit out of touch with what's really happening in the home, especially when it comes to issues like incontinence uh, or doing the laundry or meal preparation or even medications. That's a big one, right? You know, uh, mom or dad come home from the hospital, uh, they get new medications. Well, who's there to reconcile those medications? Who's there to make sure that, you know, they got a new medication for blood pressure at the hospital, but they have an old medication for blood pressure at home. And if that's not If that's not reconciled, now all of a sudden you can have a senior taking double medications, which can make everything 10 times worse than Mm. what it was before they even went into the hospital. So those are some of the things that we look for uh, just because most people just aren't keen to looking out for that. We just want to fix problems, get in and get out. Caregivers go in and and really identify the issues and come up with solutions to help that loved one age in place. Making the days count is what they're focused on at Home Instead. And we're talking with Bert Koppel, owner of Home Instead in Birmingham at Clawson. And we focus on sensory issues, the sensory loss among 83% of older adults living with sensory loss in the United States, uh, which is a true reality. But you mentioned cognitive issues. How um, much of a problem is is that today with with dementia and Alzheimer's? Are you seeing more and more of that? Or is it because the the baby boomer generation? What can you say to us about that issue? Yeah, we know about 51% of those people over the age of 65 are going to start seeing some type of cognitive decline. And it doesn't mean it's full-blown Alzheimer's or dementia. It's just as we get older, uh, the mind doesn't stay as sharp from losing your car keys to uh, you know, losing your glasses to just flat out forgetting names and, and that type of thing. So we've noticed with our client base in, in the Southeast Oakland County area, about half of our clients have some form of cognitive decline or dementia. And uh, again, Again, that's problematic. You know, you forget to eat, uh, you forget to take your medications, you take the wrong medications. Um, so that's definitely uh, an issue uh, that is pre- uh, prevalent, and it's going to continue to increase as that boomer generation gets older. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, but it's not just the the memory. Um, some of the other sensory issues. Again, we talked about vision. Vision's a big one. Um, matter of fact, one of the stats I saw is that, you know, one in six people over, I'm sorry, one in five people over the course of their lifetime, they're going to have cataracts or have to get cataract surgery. 
And that can be really problematic because those cataracts blur your vision. Or we have seniors that have macular degeneration. It's either wet or dry. The wet is when everything looks really blurry to you. And Mm -hmm. the dry is when you have these black spots in your vision that prevent you from seeing it properly. Uh, Balance is another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, 48% of seniors over 65, they have poor balance. Uh, and then taste, smell, touch, those are all really important things as well. But hearing, vision, memory, and balance tend to be the biggest things that that we see seniors having issues with right now. You know, and all of those issues could, um, if not cared for, taken care of in a proper way, could lead to the seniors really hurting themselves and ending up in the hospital. Absolutely. And not only that, but these sensory issues become compounding, right? And so, for example, let's just let's take a a base example of this. Let's say your loved one already has balance issues, right? Maybe, you know, whenever they stand up too quickly, they get dizzy. You couple the balance issue with uh, not taking medications on time. So not only do they have balance issues, but now they're not taking their medications like they're supposed to, which makes the balance issues even more pronounced. And then you couple that with having clutter around the house, right? So there's newspapers and magazines on the floor. There's too much furniture that doesn't give them enough space to maneuver in. So now you have balance issues, not taking medications and the clutter. Their likelihood of going into the hospital just increased dramatically because now when they fall, there's a greater chance they're going to slip on some they're going to hit their head, which can then cause even more issues coming out of the hospital. So that's why it's so important to really look at these issues from a holistic approach, not just one issue, but how do all of these things attach or link to each other within the home to see how we can make it a better experience for that senior. And Bert, couple at the point that somebody calls you for a family member, primarily probably a parent, are, are they at the point that while wow, they waited too long, when you go in and it's like, wow, these, these people should have called us a year ago. You know what I mean? Like how, how much is it of that is an issue where families just wait a long time to think when they think they don't really need you. Yeah, I I think it's really important to talk about that because proactive caregiving in a reactive world uh, produces amazing results, right? The the longer you wait to address issues for your aging loved one, the more issues they're going to have. a big thing with that is, for example, for those uh, those long distance caregivers, right? Typically, for the most part, you have one primary caregiver that's local, and then the other siblings maybe live out of the city or out of the state. And so, that's really difficult because now you have you know big brother out in California and little sister that's maybe in New York, and they're calling in to talk to the middle child uh, that's in Michigan, trying to give them advice of what they should do. And of course, they're not here. I mean, all yeah. they know is what they see mom going through at Easter and Christmas. And so they think they're the experts, but the people that are here on the ground that are doing the work, those are the ones that really need the support. And so what I would suggest is, you know, get your loved one, your senior loved one used to having help as early as possible. Um, You know, like I said, we rarely ever get phone calls from seniors saying they need help. It's always the adult children. So even if you could introduce a caregiver, you know, for uh, two short shifts a week, two four-hour shifts a week, where now they're coming over to do light housekeeping, they're doing some meal preparation and grocery shopping. Now they're used to having someone helping them. And then when they need more help down the road, because let's face it, the older we get, the more help we're going to need, they're going to be more receptive to it. They've already started building trust with somebody else. Uh, One thing we always find, and it's humorous but true, is uh, uh, 
our senior loved ones tend to be more open and honest with people who are not their children because let's face it, parents don't want to be parented by their kids. So when there's someone else in the home that they're able to rely on and trust in and build rapport with, it gives you a more clear picture of what's happening inside the house. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really beneficial, especially when it comes to trying to build out that perfect best care plan for that loved one to get that honest feedback. And really the, the kids typically don't have it because they don't see everything that's going on. You know, you make a really good point about the siblings. You know, one might live out of state, one's taking care of them. Um, did you help families navigate that communication issue? Um, you know, and, and a lot of them don't have it a game plan. You know, they don't have a game plan of what to do with mom or dad when these things happen. And then there might be arguing and tension. So how do you help them navigate that? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm also a, a chaplain and a pastor. So I've, I've done my share in the past. Of Are doing, you seriously? Uh, yes. You really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I've had, I've done my share of, of family <laughs> counseling sessions and the one uh, thing that's, that's really challenging with that is again, it's because perception is reality, right? So yeah. again, big brother comes in, you know, Christmas time and he sees that mom's missing some medications and maybe her memory's not as sharp. And so his perception is that mom's not doing good and someone needs to do something about it. But, oh, by the way, he's leaving, you know, Thursday and he can't help. So then all that pressure gets put on that one sibling that's local to do all that work. And let's just be honest, it's not fair. It's an unfair expectation to expect one sibling or one family member to do all of the caregiving. Uh, it's not fair and, it, and it's, uh, it's just not appropriate. So yeah. we help people kind of set up like a family contract mm -hmm. that says, look, I'm going to help out mom and dad with this, but I need you to help pay for some in-home care, right? So you pay for 10 hours a week and I'll take care of mom for 10 hours a week or whatever the case is. And I can't even stress, it's so important to make sure you have that power of attorney for both medical and financial in place. Because if mom or dad, if something happens to them where their dementia becomes so advanced now that they can't make decisions on their own, or someone goes <clears> into the <throat> hospital, you need to have those people designated ahead of time to make those key decisions for mom and dad so that you can help them live out their wishes. If they want to age in place at home, if they want to go into a facility, whatever the case is, have those conversations up front so that you can really you know, make a, a lasting difference and, and impact on their lives as they get older. You know, Bert, you make such a good point too about the siblings. I, I'm fortunate because I have six sisters. Mm. And I was just telling this to a girlfriend of mine who she has a couple siblings, but they were never able um, uh, to help her with her parents for uh, physical issues her siblings had. So it was really on her and her parents have since passed away. We were talking about my mom the other day. And I said, I can't imagine what you went through because if I didn't have my six sisters, I don't know how I could ha have handled helping my mom by myself, you know, oh, and, absolutely. Uh, and it really does. You make such a good point to have that system in place. Like, fortunately, my sisters and I, we all get along and we communicate regularly and we all live in within 15 minutes of our mother. <laughs> so that all right. helps. But I can't imagine what other families go through if they don't have somebody like you helping them guide through this stuff, you know, right. to do. 
Yep. And a great, a great place to, because again, those conversations you have with your parents can be really difficult, right? Yeah. And how do you have that conversation with mom that it's, it's time to take away the car keys? Or how do you have yeah. that conversation with dad that, you know, hey, dad, you know what? I mean, you stink, right? There's an incontinence issue. We need to work through this. There's a really good website uh, through Home Instead. It's 4070talk.com. It's 4070talk.com. That website is amazing because it helps adults hitting their 40s to have conversations with parents in their 70s, right? So you understand the concept, 4070talk.com. It says, here's how you might want to start this conversation. And the the goal is to have it before it happens, right? Let's talk about, hey, mom, what happens down the road if all of a sudden I notice this really big scrape on the side of your car and when you're backing out of the garage, you're hitting the side of the house? How's the best way that I can approach you and have that conversation with you? Because when you give each other permission to hold each other accountable, it makes those conversations so much easier. So that's a really good starting point to learn how to have those conversations with mom and dad, because they are difficult, but you can have them. You just have to choose to initiate it. And again, be proactive. Don't be reactive when it comes to caregiving. What great advice. And I love it. 4070.com. Is that www.4070.com, right? It's, it's it's 4070 talk, 4070talk.com. So that's a really good website for that. Perfect. I love that. What a great idea. And to start having those conversations before it gets to the point of, you know, you can't have those conversations because mom and dad can't have them with you. Right. Uh, we're talking with Bert uh, Koppel here on It's Your Community. He's the owner of Home Instead. We're talking about helping our aging parents, especially as it deals with sensory issues. What are some of the things that we talked, we started talking about this in the very beginning, Bert, but I want to elaborate a little bit more. What are some of the things that you saw during the pandemic that we all can learn from when it comes to our uh, helping our aging parents? Yeah, the biggest thing that we learned is that, again, there's a social impact that goes with sensory loss with seniors. You know, one in six seniors are living with sensory loss and they feel they need to hide it from their family, their friends, even strangers or doctors. And when they hide it, they become more withdrawn. Right. Because now they they no longer want to uh, they don't want to do a Zoom call or they don't want to go out to a restaurant because maybe they're they're afraid of their incontinence issues or they're afraid uh, that they're going to forget somebody's name or they just can't hear. And so they, they become more isolated. But what we also found out, though, is that about a third of seniors, they really do miss out on those experiences. They miss out on their hobbies. They miss out on their trips. They miss out on those social events. So the big thing that we can do is is try to put ourselves in the shoes of our senior loved ones to understand what they're going through. There's another really great website. It's agingsenses.com, www.agingsenses.com. That website actually has a lot of statistics and, and relevant information about sensory loss. And there's actually a really cool exercise on there to show you what it's like to try to prepare a recipe uh, when you have cataracts. And so there's a video that you watch and, and it 
it shows you from the perspective of a senior with cataracts, the issues that they have with looking at recipe cards, with what it looks like when they're trying to break eggs and crack eggs open into a bowl. Can they see all the shells? Can they even see what the cookies look like when they uh, come out of the oven? And so it gives you a lot of really good ideas as to ways you can think about things from the perspective of your loved one and not just from your able-bodied existence. And there's even an aging census kit that you can order online that will help you understand how things feel. So for example, uh, neuropathy is when you begin to lose feeling in your fingers and your toes and your feet and your hands because the blood flow is not good. Well, one way to understand what that feels like would be to take a couple of kernels of corn and put them in your socks, you know, the hard kernels of corn, not the soft ones you'd pull out of like a can. But if you're walking on those, you can see what it feels like to walk with neuropathy. And all of a sudden, because, you know, for example, maybe you always want walking with your dad and you're noticing that he's really slowing down. He's complaining of pain. And you're like, come on, dad, it's just walking. But now all of a sudden, if you know what neuropathy feels like in your dad's feet, all of a sudden you're like, you know, let's try a different activity. Let's do something different or macular degeneration. You know, my, for example, my grandmother used to love going to the movies. She used to love going to the movies and we would go together and watch them. But with her macular degeneration, she couldn't see half of the screen anymore. So it became something that she didn't want to do. She didn't want to do. Yeah. And when I would approach her and say, grandma, let's go to the movies. She would say to me, Bert, you just go without me. I don't want to go. And she really started to get irritated because she wanted to do those things, but she knew she didn't enjoy them anymore. And so I had to change my approach with her as opposed to insisting on her doing what I want to do. I had to figure out other things that she could do that were still enjoyable for her. So that website really helps you identify some of those sensory issues to really help bring to the forefront what you can do to make a a real difference in the lives of seniors that we care for. So Bert, what's that website again? It's uh, agingsenses.com, A-G-I-N-G-S-E-N-S-E-S.com. Agingsenses.com. Thank you. This is a well. You're such a wealth of information for couples who we're talking to here this morning on It's Your Community, owner of Home Instead. What else do you want to share with our listeners before we let you go, Bert? Yeah, I I think the big thing right now is uh, when it comes to caregivers, remember right now that caregivers do an amazing job. It's a vocation, right? To to care for someone else's loved one and to pour their life out for them is such an awesome vocation. And just remember that when you have a caregiver working in your home, uh, when when they're taking care of your loved one, just remember that they have your, your loved one's best interest at heart. And a lot of times with family dynamics, we can see, again, right, those those expectations that are being set of, I want dad, you know, we just saw this last week, Um, you know, I want mom and dad to eat the way they used to eat. And dad's 92 and mom's 90, right? And they don't taste things the way they used to taste. And mm-hmm. and they're they're not putting on weight like they used to. And so, you know, family members will get frustrated when we come over and, and they see their mom or dad eating ice cream again, right? But here's mm-hmm. the thing, they can taste the ice cream and the ice cream has good fats in it that are gonna help them put on weight. And they're like, oh, come on, you gotta make mom broccoli and, and fish. And mom doesn't wanna eat broccoli and fish at 90 anymore because it's yeah. not 
not going to help her gain weight. She can't taste yeah. it anyways. So just remember that your caregivers have insight into the mm. life of your loved ones. And again, it's that perception versus reality balance. Mm. Allow the caregivers to show you what the new reality is so you can change your perception of how mom and dad should be cared for. And together, working together with a great agency like Home Instead, we can make those matches. And again, like we said at the very beginning, help mom and dad make the days count and stop counting the days. Hmm. Love it. Bert Koppel, owner of Home Instead, how do we reach you? Yeah, you can reach our office. We're located now in Clawson, serving all of Southeast Oakland County at 248 203 2273. Our website is homeinstead.com. You can find any of the local franchises in Michigan or even in Canada at homeinstead.com to learn more about uh, how we can help your aging loved one age in place. Thank you so much, Bert, for joining us here on It's Your Community. Yeah, it was a pleasure being with you, Vanessa. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Any questions or comments or topics you want us to get to, get to me, Vanessa Denha. You do that very easily by going to epiphanyccc.com, or you can find me on all the social media platforms, including Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook, and you can private message me there. Thanks for listening. As always, we remind our listeners to connect, collaborate, and to communicate with your community. It's your community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.